Good morning, my most handsomest man. So, I just spent literally an hour. So, what had happened was I read Mark 15 once. I mean, Matthew 15 once. I didn't like it. I started a lot. So, stopped it, reread it. Both was about 25 minutes. So, it ended up being 50 minutes. Then I realized I did not read you Matthew 15. I read you Mark 15. So I deleted it because you're not at Mark 15. And now here I am reading you Matthew 15. So, see if I can pull myself together and get this right. Matthew 15 is about 39 verses. So we'll see. Matthew 15, verse 1. Then came Jesus. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, why do thou disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? So, in two, the disciples were trying, I mean, not the disciples, um, the scribes were trying to trick Jesus once again, saying, you know, why do you transgress your elders? But Jesus flipped it on them and said, why do you transgress God? In verse 4, it says, Jesus said, For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. So, that's where we get honor your father and mother. Or die. It'd be better to die than on than curse your mom or dad. Verse five. Jesus said, But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or mother, It is a gift by whosoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be set free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God none effective your tradition. None affected by your tradition. So what happened there was the scribes and the Pharisees, they liked money a lot. So if they could profit by not honoring their mother and father, it was fine if they could profit. And so that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you're transgression, transgressing against God. Like, you're using your traditions, which is money, 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 and you're putting those over God. So don't, don't try to point out other people. Don't point out other people's the speck in their eyes when you got a plank in your eye saying that they don't wash their hands because the elders say to, and we're supposed to listen to our elders. When you listen to your elders over you listen to your God. You put your tradition before your God. So verse 7. Jesus says, Ye hypocrites. Well did Elias, or Isaiah, which is the same guy, Isaiah's prophecy of you saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but in their heart they are far from me. Which is very true. Um, the scribes and the Pharisees did honor God with their mouth and their lips. I mean, their laws were so to the T. They followed God with all of their laws. Not with all of their hearts, but with all of their laws. If you disobeyed your mom and dad, you could be stoned. If you broke one of the commandments, they could take you out to the 
to the uh, streets and stone you right there. So they did. But also, Isaiah says, but their hearts are far from me. Which is true because they did all these things through the law. Yeah, they followed God. But they didn't love him. They didn't do it because they loved him. They did it because it was tradition. So now Jesus says, but in vain they do worship me. Teaching, well actually Isaiah said this. But in vain they do worship me. Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So, again, they they worship in vain because all they do is teach doctrine. And doctrine is great. You have to know doctrine to be a Christian. But doctrines and the works isn't going to be, isn't going to save you. That's not what gets you saved. You must love God and want to do his commandments. Not do his commandments because you fear for your life. If I wasn't, if I didn't lie to my mom and dad because I knew if I did, I'd get stoned. That isn't, that's not me obeying God. That's just me fearing being stoned to death. Verse 10. And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth man, but but what cometh out of the mouth defiles a man. So, I just think that is important. He was saying, you know, it's not the food. Because that's what they were talking about. They were talking about food and washing their hands. And how these people weren't washing their hands. But Jesus is saying, it's not what goes in your body, but it's what comes out. Because what comes out of your body is is in your heart. What a person says or his actions come from his heart. So, what you do, what you say, that's, that's from your heart. So, if you do these evil things, then your heart is evil. So, that's what he says when he says, Not what goes into the mouth defileth a man, but what comes out of the mouth defileth a man. Verse 12. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which is heavenly, which my heavenly Father hath planted, shall. N- oh, sorry, let me read that. But he said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. The blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. So this is just saying, you know, God has to call you. God has to make you convicted. God convicts you. When he convicts you, that just means you feel bad for what you've done. I mean, you really feel like you could die and go to hell. And it's just a burden. It's like this terrible, worrisome burden. God puts that in your heart. If God didn't put that in your heart, you'll be rooted up. Because You can't just be a Christian because you say you're going to be a Christian. You have to be a Christian because you love God. And to love God, he's going to call you. He's going to pull on your heart. And all that will come in time. Like, I know, maybe when you very first start reading. When you very first start reading, I guess you are doing it just to do it. Sometimes. But as you read, you'll love God 
then you'll grow convicted and then he'll really plant it in you. He will plant that root. It won't be you like, oh, I pray because I I know I should or I read the Bible because I know I should because you don't. God controls everything you do. So you can never take, you can never take that and say it was you. You can never glorify yourself. It's all glory to God. Whatever you do, you do because of God. Literally, whatever you do, unless it's something bad. Then you can, then you can take that. You can say, oh, I did that. (laughs) But you probably won't want to do that one. And then verse 14 is just simple. The blind leads the blind. So the Pharisees, they were leading others. And all that's saying is these Pharisees were leading other people straight to hell. Because it says, if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. So the Pharisees didn't know God. They couldn't see him. They couldn't hear him. They didn't know God. They didn't hear with their ears or see with their eyes. Therefore, all the people that they were leading in their church, that they were saying, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to follow these rules. Every single one of them were going to die and go to hell because none of them loved God. They all just did it because it was tradition, not because they loved God and they had a reverence of God, but because it was tradition. So, verse 15. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatsoever entereth into the mouth go into the belly and is cast out into the drought? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. So there you go. Once again, we I talked about that earlier. It's what comes out of that that defiles a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, which is like lying, blasphemies, which is like talking against God and profanity. Those things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. So these these things that the Pharisees were saying, what, what Jesus was saying there was, the Pharisees are saying, you know, if you eat with unclean hands, you are defiled. But Jesus was saying, no, that's not in the Bible. You can't add to the Bible. They're adding to their own doctrine. As he said earlier, they're adding to the doctrine. And that is totally wrong. In Revelations, it talks about if you add or take away from the book of the Bible, you're in danger of hellfire. So you can't add. And that's what they did. They were telling people, you know, if you don't wash your hands, if you don't wash your cups, if you don't wash your plates before you eat, you're going to go to hell. You're defiled. You're unclean. Never says that. Jesus says what defiles a man, what makes a man unclean is what's in his heart that's evil. And the evil things in a heart are evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, lying or accusing your neighbors falsely, profanities, or blasphemies, blasphemies, which is like... um, Talking against God. So that's what defiles a man. Verse 21. Then Jesus went 
thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, the son of David. My daughter is grievous, is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And he answered and said, I am not sent but unto I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So the disciples, once again, needed to be taught, like we always will need to be taught new things. They needed to be taught that they were trying to send this woman away. But Jesus was saying, I'm I'm here for the lost people. I'm here. I'm not sent but into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he was sent to Israel to help the lost. In verse 25 it says, Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fallen on the master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I actually read this in Mark. Uh, Mark. 12 or 13 just the other day and I really liked what it said in Mark because you know they all had different takes I mean it's all the same story but some of them just word it different but pretty much what he had said to her was because of your answer I liked your answer so he restored her because of her answer. And her answer was just that she had faith. She called him Lord and she had faith in him that he would save her daughter. So, verse 27. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which falleth on the floor of the master's table. And then Jesus answered unto her and said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even thou even as thou will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And Jesus departed from thence, and came nigh into the sea of Galilee, and went up into a mountain, and sat down there. And the great multitudes came unto him, having with him those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So all these people that needed his help cast down at his feet, worshipped him, and he healed them. Verse 31. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to, when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, and the lame to walk, and the blind to see, that they glorified the God of Israel. And Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. So these people were truly 
given the glory to God. So Jesus felt bad for them because they had been there and they had worshipped and they truly loved God. So he had compassion on them and he wanted to feed them because some of them, he said, lest they faint in the way. Some of them must have come from super far away. And if they had to walk after three days of no food, they might faint on the way home. So Jesus wanted to feed these people. And then verse 23, I mean 33, his disciples saying to him, when should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill a great multitude? And Jesus said unto them, How many loaves ye have? And they said, Seven, and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves of fish, no, <laughs> the seven loaves and the fish, and gave thanks and break them, and gave to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat, and they were all filled. And he took and broke meat that was left seven baskets full. So there were seven baskets left full. And they did eat. And they that did eat were 4,000 men beside women and children. So that's not the he fed the 5,000. But in this one he fed the 4,000. He took seven loaves of bread and a few fish and fed 4,000 people. And they were so full and they had baskets left over. Verse 39. And he sent away the multitude and took a ship and he came to the coast of Magdala. So he sent away the multitude on a full belly, worshiping God. And he healed a lot of them. And he got on a ship and came to the coast of Magdala. So, that one pretty much just talked about how, you know, Jesus said, you can't add to the doctrine. You can't add or take away from it. And then it also went in to just talk about his miracles and how he fed the 4,000 and he healed people. So, what I wrote down, or what I wrote was the most important, was in verse 4 that we see that he says you are to honor your parents or die, pretty much, like. If you're not going to honor your mother and father, might as well die. And then in verse 8 through 9, we see that the scribes and Pharisees taught just the law. Like they taught the law and they followed what God wanted them to do. I mean, they, I'm sure they followed God more than people follow God today, even me and you. I mean, they wouldn't lie because they knew they'd get stoned. They wouldn't cuss because they knew they'd get stoned. They followed God's law so perfectly, but they didn't love God. Do not be like them, or you will not enter heaven. I have that in all caps with three exclamation points and three stars. Do not be like the scribes and the Pharisees. You will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You cannot practice law and not have love. If it's actually the opposite way. Because you love God, you will practice the law. That's just that. You don't practice the law because it's tradition. So then I wrote down in verse 11, we see that what comes out of a man's mouth can spoil his testimony. So that is a very important. That is so, so important. Like, um, what comes out of a man defiles a man. And these things that can defile a man, we read, were... Um, 
what were they? We read, I'm going to read all of them again. Were evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, fornication, thefts, uh, accusing others falsely, blasphemies. Blasphemies can be defined as talking against God or profanities. So, we see here what comes out of a man's mouth or what his actions are can spoil his testimony. If you go into work and you cuss like a sailor every single day, you're not going to be able to witness to your friends because they're going to say, you're not a Christian. If I go into work and talk about, oh, I went to this party last weekend, I got so drunk, I can't go and witness to other people and say, hey, I'm a Christian, because they're going to say, no, you're not. I can't go and say, oh, I slept with five guys this weekend, and then try to witness to the same person I just told that to. They're not going to believe me. And it's the same thing with, you know, adultery, evil thoughts, thefts, bearing false witnesses. So that's like accusing your neighbor of something you know they didn't do. Accusing them falsely. So verse 13. I wrote down, if you follow God by yourself, you won't go to heaven. Because that's where, I'm pretty sure that is where it was talking about the planter. Yep. Every plant which is it, which my heavenly father did not plant shall be rooted up. So if you follow God by yourself and you don't put him in your life, you don't. You don't acknowledge that he's the reason you're following him. Like he put it in your heart to follow him. And you don't, and you say that you do it, you do it, you do everything. And you give yourself the glory. Like, oh, I read my Bible. I pray. No, you don't. God puts it in you to read your Bible and God puts it in you to pray. The only thing you do is bad things. That's that. Humans can't do good things. God gives the humans the good things to do and all things should be given to his glory i wrote down in verse 14 where it says the blind lead the blind where the pharisees were just leading others to hell because they weren't really worshiping they were just following law i wrote down 21 oh just that jesus went to tyre and sidon i like to know where he goes I like to write down where he goes and everywhere he goes. Like if he goes to Magdala, I'm going to write that down. I did write that down in verse 39 because it's important to me. I just like to know where he's at. But obviously that's not going to get you in or out of heaven. It's just, it makes it more of like a story. It makes it more interesting to me if I know where he goes. Then I wrote down in 28, Jesus healed the woman's daughter because of her such great faith. She had such a strong faith that he healed her daughter. He didn't even see her daughter. He healed her daughter because of her words. The same can happen today. If you pray really, really, really hard for somebody that you know that's lost, or you pray for somebody that's sick, he can heal the sick or he can convict the lost because of your faith. And that's the same today. If I... I'm really, really sad that I think, you know, somebody in my family or one of my friends aren't saved. I can pray really, really, really hard and Jesus will convict them because my faith, he'll do it because of my faith. 
So we need to have faith. We need to know. To have faith, it's that you know. You know, you know, you know, for a matter of fact, that what you pray will come true. So if you absolutely 100% have faith in God, your family, your friends can be saved. The temptations you struggle with, you can get out of. The desires you have, you can drop. The desires you don't have that you need to have, you can gain. If you pray and you have faith that your prayers will come true, then they will. So that's why we need to pray daily, all the time, 24-7. Pray hard and just know that it's going to happen. I mean, just know it's going to happen. And we need to pray. I mean, we need to pray, be in prayer all day long, multiple times a day. I can't stress it enough that praying is just so crucial. It's just as crucial as reading your Bible. And the thing is, is praying you can do all the time. You can pray while you're at work. You can pray while you're driving. You can pray while you're eating. Or you can pray while... You can always pray. You can pray in the shower. You can always pray. And that is so important. That is so important. If you pray, you will love God more. So... Just pray. Don't forget to pray. Pray every day. Pray all the time. If you find yourself not busy and you're not praying, pray. If you can listen to the radio on the way home or pray, pray. If you can listen to music in the shower or pray, pray. If you can watch TV and eat or watch TV or (laughs) eat and pray, pray. It is so important. And it, you will... It'll make you feel so good. So then in verse 29, I wrote down, Jesus went to Galilee. And then in 34 through 39, Jesus fed the 4,000 and then went to Magdala. And that was just the things that I got from this chapter that were the most important or the things that I wrote down. Obviously, it's all important, but those were just the highlights that I wrote down. Um, If you disagree with any of this, let me know. Please pray for me throughout the day. And I'll pray for you. I love you so much. And I hope you have a fantastic day at work.